everybody, welcome back to Coping with Covid. Um, hope you're well, hope you're ready to go. This week joined by the brilliant Dan and Lily and we're going to talk a little bit about some arty things, what we've been doing to keep busy and just, you know, general stuff, the news, catch up. It's going to be great. I really hope you enjoy it. Before we begin, just a little note, it uh, does contain some strong language this episode and to follow the podcast at Coping with Covid podcast on Instagram and to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening, whether that's spotify or the podcast app because that would be great and if you haven't already if you're able to head over to the podcast app and leave a rating and a review that would be amazing it would mean so much to me and if you're able to do that it would be super great but yeah i hope you enjoy this episode it's super fun so i'll see you in there dan lily welcome to coping with covid so great to have you on how are you doing good Good. thanks yeah (laughs) excellent i'm so glad to hear it how are you how are you faring at the moment i know things are starting to lift a little bit are we feeling a little bit more normal or are we still kind of being weighed down by lockdown a bit Um, of both for me yeah yeah i i'm in this really weird stage at the moment where like my my whole lockdown situation has been just continuing my course from home and it's just finished so now i'm like wait what do i do (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no I get what you mean I think when you've got you've had work and stuff the actual lockdown aspect hasn't really been that relevant because you would have been probably doing much of the same anyway mm-hmm. um it's only when you maybe go out you you notice it but I 100% yeah. get what you mean it's like now you're like wait what do I do <laughs> yeah. like time has been filled with all this stuff I think I'm almost uh, sort of like the opposite because I'm more like I was doing absolutely nothing the whole time and now I'm uh-huh. seeing people most days and I'm also back to work now so it's sort of like oh really yeah so I feel because I've been working the past three days it's genuinely felt like the busiest time of my life because I'm just not used to it yeah that's a big change to go from like yeah, a big contrast literally doing nothing yeah yeah so exactly. using a lot of brain and like physical energy like mm-hmm. I find just like doing like if I just see someone once a day even if it's only for a few hours like I do find it draining I think I'm not used to like maybe like not even like getting ready as such but like putting on not joggers or pajamas and like I don't know <laughs> yeah. holding eye contact and like making conversation for an hour or two is actually really draining when you're not used to it I feel like yeah definitely at first I definitely felt like that like after seeing someone for honestly minutes I was ready for bed yeah <laughs> ready for a nap yeah and are yeah. you you're working in retail mm-hmm. is that like a shit show or is it okay it's quiet it's been quiet the days I've been in mm. it's which is the weekend so yeah I'd imagine it's even quieter throughout the week yeah. it's very different like with my work it's all everything's kind of changed about like I'm not really doing what I usually do yeah and obviously there's a lot more like rules in place about mm. you know all do that you have so. to wear a mask when you're working we have to wear a visor thing when we're like oh, wow. counting the people coming in that I can imagine, like maybe as restrictions are lifted and maybe more people are going shopping and stuff, I can imagine that it might be, it'll be a difficult environment to work in. I feel like tensions are so high all mm-hmm. the time, like with people. I feel like I know how fucking shitty the public are. Um, I feel like I just take the smallest thing for like, if I was working in hospitality or retail or something, it'd take just like the smallest thing to like fuck me up I feel like but I also have a very low like patience tolerance I, <laughs> I definitely want, do as well yeah. especially with the public but like that must be very difficult like at least we're not in I was gonna say at least we're not in like the US where there's like you see I see like twice a day I see videos of like 
middle-aged white women refusing to wear masks and like throwing things at like target employees or whatever that there'll be yeah. people like that in the in the uk probably but yeah a few but I, it doesn't seem as extreme no exactly i think yeah. they've got a they've got a whole whole other kettle of fish going on over there <laughs> yeah i know a couple of days ago i um i've been like moving into my flat or starting to move into my flat in st andrews um and we got our keys me and kieran went up um and the landlord was like, oh, where's your other uh, tenant? Where's the other flatmate? And we were like, oh, he's he lives in the States. And I was trying to like, explain to the landlord the... Because I think he was just like... He's fully unaware of like what's going on in some parts of the world, I think. Um, I'm trying to explain like, oh, there's people more so over there, but there's still some people here who are just like fully denying that coronavirus exists because they've not been directly affected. I know. And they're just it's like, crazy. yeah, I'm not going to... It's such a scary outlook to have it's because so you're just like a walking threat on people's health if you just like completely disregard the measures and everything. It's really scary. It's scary that, like, I think I saw... It was like the perfect tweet that was... Um, like, I, I'm sorry for every time I watch, like, a horror movie, I'm, like, shouting at the characters and the plot writers and stuff, being like, why are you making them go towards the danger? Who fucking does that? Or, like, why did they reopen Jurassic Park? Like, that makes no sense. And yeah. here we are in the, like, exact reality where, like, Disney World has reopened and, like, there's this deadly pandemic of a disease going about and people are just like, yeah, I'm going to walk about without a mask on or, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. And it's just made me realise that actually, like, humanity is just fucked like <laughs> it's never gonna yeah. be okay but have, was, have yeah, theme parks actually started opening again yeah disney like disney and um oh what's the other one called universal and stuff in florida have they opened like quite a while ago like a month and a bit oh, ago you have to wear a mask but they're, they're still open which is nah, but crazy those spaces are like so crammed when they're busy like i don't know what they'll be like right now but yeah. I've been to Universal once, and it was, like, its own bustling city, you know? Yeah, no, they it literally are. You, you think about, the like, the queues for rides and stuff. You have, like, if you think of, like, the the one they have, like, the zigzag queues and stuff for roller coasters, mm-hmm. you've literally got, like, hundreds of people packed into, like, really small spaces. And people are obviously trying to get to the front of the queue, so it's, like, you, there's no distance there. And if they try to enforce social distancing, like, how the fuck could that work? You'd only be able to have, like, ten people in the queue for a roller coaster at a time. Maybe they've reduced yeah. ticket sales or something, but I don't know. It was just like yeah. just made me realise that actually Jurassic Park, like, it wasn't unrealistic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that they opened it back up again. But Yeah. Very know, scary. It's, it's mad. So mm-hmm. learn from your invented history, please. <laughs> <laughs> sci fi is not sci fi anymore, it's just fact. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit crazy. Start off with some news stories. I've I've actually not got much written down. I have a couple of things that are like big, but um, in the last week or so, biggest thing in the UK I would say has been in England. We are closely to follow. They have opened the pubs again. Um, bit of a controversial decision in that it's kind of fucking stupid. <laughs> I read an article earlier that someone like quote. It is crystal clear, unquote, that drunks can't social distance and that it's just like yeah, a nightmare waiting to happen. Definitely. I hadn't even thought about that. It is actually like such an unwise decision when you think about like how that behavior can be influenced. I know. Yeah. And just how like drunk people have no boundaries and that's fine 
Well, it's never, <laughs> never fine. But like, in terms of just like doing what they want or like being stupid, that's fine when there's not a deadly disease going about. But like, yeah, drunk people, like social distancing for a lot of people at the moment seems to be non-existent anyway. But like, drunk people and, and like the photo, I don't know if you've seen it, the one of, I think it was Soho in London, like the big massive like chain of uh, pubs and restaurants and stuff. And it's just fucking like, it's like a roadblock like there's just it's just packed like full of people it's hooching like I, I, like no one's social distancing everyone's just in like grips yeah. everywhere it looks like a festival i just find it really interesting like i saw some meme that was like boris johnson saying yes we're prioritizing public health with our measures and it's like the gyms aren't open but mcdonald's and the pubs are and mm. what when you're making that point about like people's behavior around social distancing is obviously going to change when it's alcohol fueled and then yeah. i think about how like at gyms everyone just wants their own space and no one wants to even look at each other let alone be close yeah. like it just i know i know there's the whole aspect of like handling equipment and stuff but like i've i don't have a gym membership but a friend took me along to his gym once and like you had to wipe down yeah, everything like you're using yeah. and that was like pre-covid so yeah that's like already so a like, thing and you, like mm. i think it's much more manageable to socially distant you know machines i've seen like some i think in the states they've got like big plastic screens up between like treadmills and things and you can easily limit the number of people and like people aren't going to exchange like fluids and things whereas in pubs yeah. like i had to i generally like read a notice that was on a pub that was like do not stick your hands in your mate's drinks. I was like, okay, I wouldn't like plan doing that anyway. <laughs> you would do but that like, anyway. <laughs> but it was like, like if you're having to specifically ask your patrons not to stick their hands in other people's drinks, like, is yeah. this the best thing to be it, happening right now? It does just kind of make you wonder about like, where is the public demand and the public pressure? If that is like the, one of the first things they're doing. <laughs> but, I know. Um, Shows I what know. our country is truly like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. like, the even like sharing drinks though like mm. realistically when people have a few drinks like all that will go out their mind and people will be sharing drinks and all that yeah you, yeah you know you know what it's like before all this it's like oh can i taste that see if i want to order yeah, it you exactly. know that sort of thing and like oh, let me get around so and then careful. they go up to the the bar and they order you know three pints or whatever and they carry the back and that's them touch the glass yeah or you know like people want to buy like a plate of chips and share it or whatever like i don't know what the restrictions are but you can just tell that that is not going to be yeah it's not going to work yeah which is interesting and like especially i saw a comparison that was like um because obviously they're trying to restrict the number of people in hospitals so that's like like visiting isn't really a thing at the moment you're not supposed to go in unless you're the one getting seen to mm-hmm. so like pregnant women even if they're living with their significant other like can't have that person with them at like their first baby scan and they have to go alone but then the pubs are open <laughs> it's like mm, you know like like is there not like a if you're going to open the pub should there not be some level of like across the board that makes sense but there's things like that that are actually like i don't know big yeah. parts of people's lives and like could you you could hold the pubs off or or if you're going to open the pubs like that should probably have been introduced as well mm-hmm. so you i don't know feel like I think it, it, just... it should be part of like wider measures of like mm-hmm. taking back distancing but like yeah I, I don't know like what i had heard about some people doing was like going to beer gardens soon and i i was under the impression it was just going to be like outdoor yeah. venues for 
like pubs and stuff to use that were going to be open but is it actually like indoor pubs i don't as well? know the um specifics actually for scotland but i know that indoor pubs in england have been allowed to open because mm. another thing i was going to talk about fucking nigel farage the man's back he was in the united states speaking at a trump rally and then came back and was told you have to quarantine for two weeks and then went to the pub on the 13th day of his quarantine and his local mp has reported him to police kent police to try and get them to because he has just like blatantly breached um like his own well not his rules but the government's rules as a key political figure so yes i can see him as someone who like doesn't believe in coronavirus either just well, well yeah, like I feel like if you're supporting Trump, his best Trump, pals with Trump, yeah. So yeah. Of, course, <laughs> of course, he's not going to oh, believe in it. Oh my goodness, I know. Or believe that he's above it, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's a big thing. Is like some people have, I would describe it as like major main character complex. Like oh, some people God, think yeah. they're, <laughs> which is like everyone has to an ex- has an extent because you are your own brain and you only know what you think and what you do in that mm. sense and everyone obviously you're like survival instinct to be looking out for yourself but i think some people just it's like selfish on a different like weird level like it's not you're not being selfish because you're blatantly being like mean to someone you're being selfish because you're just completely disregarding the care of other people like yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely I, think I don't a lot know. of the like white male politicians definitely have that sort of idea that the rules just don't apply to them even if yeah. they're the people making the rules for the poor yeah. people well, you know, the whole uh, Dominic Cummings incident, I think that's that, like, <laughs> summarised it pretty well. Speaks for itself, well. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, like, I, 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 I'm just, I have no energy for these things anymore because if I had to get angry and, like, vocal every single time a middle-aged white man, like, did something controversial, I would never stop screaming. <laughs> I think it's, it's just exhausting, like, having people in positions of power who just straight up, don't think that anything could ever happen to them. Like Boris at the start of lockdown being like, oh yes, I'm going around shaking people's hands. And then everyone being like, wow, how did he get coronavirus? I know. It's like, well, I'm sure there's people who can tell you. Yes. I, I really so, wonder like, how he felt like when that happened, you know? Because it's just like, for me, I know that like lockdown easing has made me quite an anxious person yeah and i'm not like breaching rules but like imagine being one of the most powerful people in the country and just disregarding public health and then coming down with it like how would you feel after all of that i know you know it makes me think as well like i know as a generation like we make you know we make memes or we joke about it or whatever like but i think as a generation we are a lot more sympathetic to other people like just just for like example like i don't know if we were to eat out somewhere and like something was wrong with our food i feel like as a generation we'd be more likely to be like oh no it's fine like it's fine like totally understanding like the workers and the people whereas it's like older generations are more likely to be like i can't about it and i just wonder if um that like if this was to happen i don't know in like 20 30 years time when we are like the generation that are currently leading our countries and that if like what the difference would be i know it's like it's totally just speculating but it does make me wonder if as a generation we'll be more especially after all of this we'll be more like sympathetic and if like we'd have the same level obviously there's always going to be problematic people i'm not saying our whole generation has the same mindset but like Mm. i think 
for the most part we do we are more of like a like a like a left-leaning liberal like just as a group of people like across the world but if mm-hmm. this was to happen in like 20 years time if there would be less people refusing to wear masks because they felt bad or like they didn't want to just because i feel like as a generation we're a bit more like i care about other people does yeah, that make yeah. any sense uh, i've just yeah. Yeah, totally. shit. i would i would hope so i i feel like it does almost feel like though we we know people that have like very similar if not the same um sort of appro- of approaches to these things and um same moral compass or like yeah. very similar whereas very like you know around like election time and stuff on the bbc you'll see them interviewing young people and there they'll be like a table of like young tories as they call themselves and you're like wait a second (laughs) they (laughs) do exist that does exist i'm like why do i not know any of these people or maybe they're just closeted tories who knows (laughs) (laughs) no this is like it's something i I talked to me and lucy talked about i I don't think it was that wasn't on the podcast it was just before and we talked about how especially like obviously we went to the same school but i didn't actually realize until i kind of went to uni that um our whole like your group and everyone even people you weren't super close like friends with we all had the same general mindset like we all believed in the same things and we all you know with some variation but we were all very similar like moral compass and then i went to uni and like it was probably the first time i've like it's kind of weird because it's kind of backwards you'd think that like for most people they'd maybe go to a school they'd be surrounded by people and you know right leaning or whatever because there is statistics that show that um like people who go to uni or college or whatever they do start to be more left-leaning but i found myself like i went and i was be this is the first time i'd actually come face to face with like diehard tories and i was like wow i can't deal with this like i, I thought i was like i don't know what it was but it's like at school we were only exposed to in a nice way like we all have really similar viewpoints just as a year group and then i went to you and i was like wow there are there are like there are actually young people who support like brexit <laughs> like boris johnson like they exist I think there's, yeah i think there's like a misconception well i don't know if it's a misconception it's probably true about edinburgh that people like everyone in edinburgh is a tory and i mean definitely to an extent it's true like so many yeah. of the kids in edinburgh go to private school and all that i'm sure they might be anyway but <laughs> apart from that like th- i've met so many more people from other parts of scotland that are conservative leaning than yeah. anyone from edinburgh glasgow yeah but I think it's it's weird that like people who aren't from big cities just seem to have a slightly. They, I feel like a lot of the time they grow up with a just slightly different mindset about. Yeah, no, for sure. I think like where where you grew up in terms of just like size. I think it is a big thing because obviously, yeah, you, yeah if you live in a big place like Glasgow or Edinburgh, you're gonna know people outside of your school circle. Whereas mm-hmm. I know like some people I've met at uni who come from like quite small towns or villages. Like, the people in your year group are the only people you'll socialise from, like, us being a young child to when you leave school. And then a lot of people, obviously, like, don't move away as well. And that is just... That'll just be them for life. And when you've only got, like, those people, you, like, obviously, you, like, adapt and, like, change and mould yourself around the people that you're around. So, I don't know how we got into the, like, psychological processes of, like, urban and suburban living, (laughs) but I'm enjoying it. Anyway, yeah. but yeah no yeah. i think just my general point being i think it would be 
interesting. I mean, you can totally just speculate because God knows what it would be like. Like, if we were the generation that were leading countries or making decisions, if or just like being adults, if it would be different, uh, if our like kind of moral, I don't know, ideologies would come through in a different way, it could be interesting. Can't really think of how it would actually turn out. You can just speculate, but I yeah. think it's, it's something to think about. I don't know, like if it was someone who's in our generation who was prime minister and president and all of these things. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, but you just wonder if they would have been about. voted in because they were a meme. Or <laughs> well, just like... coming to that, that was the next fucking <laughs> oh, thing. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Kanye West has that, announced that, was that a he segue will be running. For you. <laughs> oh god, we'll we'll be running for president this year, this November. Uh, mm-hmm. Disaster uh, waiting to scary. happen. I think. Yeah, there'll be so many people who will like vote for him as a joke, or like vote for him because they're like, haha, like oh he's better than Biden and Trump. I yeah, mean, like, is there is there any good candidates? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends on your political standpoint. But like Kanye West, who's like outwardly, he said some like just horrendous things. Yeah, and also can he lead a can he lead a country? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But it's just like it is concerning. <laughs> um, just as well, just like how many people will treat it? Because there's so many people I know, like even in the UK, who either don't vote or just vote. Like they're like, oh, it doesn't make a difference. And like, yeah. I think there'll be a lot of people who be like, oh yeah, I'll just vote for Kanye because my vote won't mean anything. And then, and then he'll hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. Or not, like, I, ha- I very much doubt that he'd win, but I can see it fucking up everything else and then, like, Trump just getting far too easily re-elected because of it or something like that. I don't know. I, I think yeah. someone someone had posted a thing about him, like, splitting the Democratic vote if, if, he, if people vote for Kanye because it'll be, like, young folk. Yeah. I, I was reading something like that and the way I kind of found out about it was because um, one of my favourite Jonathan Van Ness quotes yes. resurfaced and it's just because you American doesn't mean you American uh, should, sorry, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, yeah, that, that's very true right now. Very true, yeah. It's, it is concerning. It's obviously like not a landscape that I can comment much on in that sense. Like I'm not living in it and things, but I feel like I know when Kanye West isn't a good political leader, and I think <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it'll, this whole year is just going to be one for the history books. I think I can't oh, imagine. Yeah, you see so many memes that are like um, kids in twenty forty having to learn about twenty twenty, and there's like a new chapter for every single like day of the year because it's just like so much has happened. There was killer hornets at one point. Like, what happened to them? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even see anything about that. I just heard people talking about it. Oh, Jesus. Like, I don't know. The, um, like, Australian wildfires, that seems like a lifetime ago. But That, that felt like, like, yeah. like five months ago. That was, like, terrifying. Do you know what I mean? We were like, oh, 2020 yeah. is so bad already. And then what happened? Like, well, Can you imagine, like, trying to explain, like, this pandemic or, like, what we've actually had to go through? Like, basically five months straight of just, like, being inside. It, like trying to explain that and like like contextualize it for your past self you would just not believe it it sounds like a bad film like it really does yeah yeah it sounds just like a slightly less dramatic like mm. film like i don't know it's Contagion i don't think i could have yeah couldn't have really anticipated that like no one can and it's just yeah yeah, yeah it'd be a very surreal. boring film but 
<laughs> yeah, it's like me like in my pajamas sitting on the couch like every day. Yeah. But anyway, news aside, because I don't know, like I can't think of much else that's like been super positive apart from that. Cases are on the in the UK anyway are on the decrease, especially mm-hmm. Scotland. We're having like three or four days like stints at a time where no one has died. Mm-hmm. I know, like I'm that's really positive. Numbers is, yeah. I would just be interested to see if that'll like stay level or what will happen when these restrictions start to lift. And yeah, more yeah. M- more sort of um, lifts have been announced by the Scottish government because it was on like the third that travel restrictions were kind of lifted. Yeah. As long as you're responsible, and that was like reminded me because you had said that you went to go and see your new flat in St Andrews. Yeah, we waited until yeah. the third, and then we yeah we went up to St Andrews and. It was, it was so weird, like, being inside um, with, like, the state agent guy was only there for, I don't know, half an hour while he, like, talked talk to us about, like, the essentials and things. But then me and Karen were just, like, standing out, like, inside together. And I was, like, still, like, all we wanted to do was, like, hug each other. But we're, like, we're not going to do that. But, like, we shared a car up and, like, we're obviously, like, technically the same household. Like, we're in the flat yeah. together. And we're still, like, there's something just, like, weird in the way. And it's, like, odd. But at the same time, I was, like like super pumped and ecstatic but if that restriction i still feel uncomfortable like i don't know outwardly hugging until we're like mm-hmm. in the flat for more than a week i think i'll feel it'll be odd to like hug each other because i think it would be yeah i yeah, just feel I guilty get in some that, way because yeah. um i actually took the third as an opportunity to go up to my flat in dundee as oh, well so um I had to go and get keys for my three flatmates and I met one of my flatmates at the flat because she already lives in Dundee uh-huh. and um, she's lovely. Um, um, we met on the course that we've just finished together yeah, yeah. Um, and she's such a hugger. She's such a like friendly yeah. person. I like texted her before and was like, I, I don't know how you feel, but like maybe no hugs until we've actually moved in. Yeah. Because then we are a household. And that, that's quite hard because it's like someone it's that you're spending instinct. so much time with. Yeah. And then suddenly they're just kind of like cut out. And then to see them for the first time in months after like still going through a really intense course together and like having Zoom yeah. calls and stuff, it just feels really strange. I feel like hugging is such a natural like like icebreaker as well as just like an instinct when you first see like meet someone that you know and like when you go to say goodbye it's just like the natural thing to do i feel like most of the time yeah. and then when you're not allowed to do that it's a bit kind of like oh okay like yeah like hi but it, kind of but it feels like, like kind of weird totally out of the way of it though personally. yeah like, i feel like whenever i see lucy or whatever now like it would i would never think to do that really Whereas i feel like I'm, i've not been I've fully trained out of that mm-hmm. whoa i keep getting flashes i think it's supposed to storm I mean, the weather today has been like horrendous. What is going on? The it's past been days, so confused. Every five minutes, it, ch- it literally changes. Oh. I was w- walked around to Kieran's because I accidentally left one of my like earpods. Or it, that that was a whole story. But he managed to find. I thought I'd lost one. It was in his bag. I walked around to his, which is literally like three minutes away, and it was like beautiful sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. And the second I got to his, it started like it was like one of these scenes in a film where like. They want to show like the seasons changing really fast or something like there's like massive gray cloud came over in seconds and then it started like properly pissing it down like torrential rain and i was walking back like i had i was just in like a t-shirt and i was like where the where the fuck is this come from i was only out for five minutes and i left and it was like glorious sunshine i know it's a joke a joke 
but um yeah i think that's been a bit weird and i think that like fucks with you when you're trying to make plans like now that you're actually able to see people like i don't know we don't live in a place where weather is a, like at all dependent and you can't like even plan ahead you can't look at the weather up and be like oh it's nice in two days i'll meet you then because that means nothing like yeah it just lies <laughs> yeah the weather changes literally every three minutes so i don't know yeah. i think that's a bit frustrating it's always been a problem for scotland but like see now when you're reliant on weather to a new extent like you can't even just be like oh we'll just sit inside it's I a know, bit frustrating it, it, it's really difficult because like the busiest i was at the end of my course was like the best weather we've had so far and then as soon as oh. i finished it's been like torrential rain every day That's and i was just like this typical. this is just like you know in high school exam leave it's like the best weather of the year yeah. during exam leave Always. you know that's what it felt like That's that is really rough i know i think i was it was starting to get nice when i was finishing mine but i think i got the like I got the best of it just after I'd finished but I think I would I would be like it's just so upsetting when you're like I can be outside and like during exam leave when you're having to like sit at a computer or sit and like work and you're like it's not feasible for me to be like somebody right now <laughs> it's all you want to do and it just makes you feel so happy and like good it's like no wonder people in like countries with good weather like feel nice and like have better like I don't know health rates and stuff everyone in Scotland is just like yeah, people, like out to people the were complaining about like good weather at the start of lockdown because they couldn't go out and enjoy it. But I was like, right now, like at least being able to look out my window and see the sun like really helps my mood, even though I'm yeah. not like outside enjoying it. Like I think if it had been torrential rain and like grey skies the whole time, that would have been just even more depressing. Yeah, to be honest, I think it does give you like a, po- a wee positive lift, just like yeah. puts you in a better mood. Definitely, it's like, yeah. Mamma mia, like. I don't know, activated. Like, you just want to listen to nice music and just kind of, like, vibe out, but... No, yeah. I'm hoping it picks up a bit because I'm getting a bit fed up with the fact that it's te- it's July and that we had better weather in, like, April. But. Yeah, me too. It's, it's not good. Anyway, main point of the podcast, um, what have you guys been doing this week to keep yourselves busy? To, like, well, I say keep yourselves busy. I know, Dan, like, you're going to talk to us about your course because it's phenomenal, the stuff you've been doing. A lot of hard work though like speak us through that that whole process because the stuff that i've seen absolutely amazing like i can't explain okay. to you how impressed i am thanks so much yeah. um yeah so for me i i've been doing a year-long course at leith school of arts and um i wanted to go there for ages because like my high school art teacher took me along on an open day and mm-hmm. i did a work experience there and i was just trying to get my foot in the door and i like finally got the chance when we left school and that was like whilst everyone was starting a four-year course I, I just said right I don't know what I want to do yet yeah so I'll do a foundation course because that's like a taster of loads of different things in art and I'll get to like find what I enjoy yeah um so yeah like I don't think anything could have prepared me for how like intense and crazy that course is it's like uh four days of studio work and then so that's like Monday to Thursday and then you you get a Friday project for basically the weekend then you're back in on Monday and um I was absolutely loving it and I could never have imagined that I would end up completing it at home to be honest yeah um just because you got like so used to that like having a a studio space it felt like being an artist like going somewhere else to work yeah yeah um and it was really nice just sharing that space with people because 
you could like if you got stuck you could just kind of wander around and look at everyone else's creative process and 100 percent, yeah yeah there's only like 28 of us on the course um so yeah it was quite close-knit and really really fun uh-huh. um so it was just before like our easter holidays like the last couple of weeks for the easter holidays we ha- had to start working from home and then after the easter holidays we still had 10 weeks to go so like (laughs) you've only just like finished like this week haven't you i know yeah this is my first full week off i think yeah like honestly time isn't a thing anymore so i'm getting a bit confused but i think this is my first (laughs) week off um so yeah it has been really mental because i found it really interesting how like there's been no sort of consistency to how people have been laid off from their uni courses yeah you know because like obviously Evie you had like a shit ton of work to do (laughs) for like not very long I think like yeah it it wasn't too bad it finished like my term finishes quite early so and then I didn't I personally didn't have any exams just because of the way my modules like decided to do things people who had exams were going for another couple months but I finished my I don't know it was like end of April but it was mid-April end of April because we had um like basically like study leave but yeah no I I had like really intense like a lot of fucking work and but then it just like stopped and I know some people it's like been steady trickle and then some people Lily did you just get like an automatic pass yeah mine was just nothing like one day they were just like bye (laughs) (laughs) I've not even looked at anything for since early March would you have preferred to have like some or were you quite happy like not um, I feel like it's one of those situations where I w- I could say that I'd prefer to have some, but I know yeah. realistically if I had some, I'd rather I didn't. So yeah, that's very true. I think the second you have work, you're like fuck's sake, yeah. like, what's the point? I, I just spent the whole time complaining, but actually yeah. I think I preferred that I had it. But yeah, it's like the grass is always greener on the other side, really. But I just Definitely. I thought it was so crazy how there was no consistency at all. Like. Mm you know it, you would think that there might have been a bit more communication between unis and stuff to like try and manage it since it's like a global occurring situation yeah. but you know um so for me like my course was just like just the same really because yeah. like we would have um zoom calls as a whole year group like every monday where we'd be given like a brief and um then we would have to like at the start, we had to upload our work at the end of every day so they could see what we were doing. And um, that meant, like, there was no sort of slacking, really. You just had to do it and get on with it. Um, and at the start, it was, like, weekly, like, week-long briefs, sorry. So, like, you would have to start and finish something within that week. And um, that was kind of how it was at the start of the course. But it was leading up to a bigger project so we had like three weeks of development um no sorry three weeks of research four weeks of development and then three weeks to make our final piece whatever that was Mm -hmm. and um what i found like so interesting about this course is like as a foundation the longer it goes on the more people find out what they enjoy doing but that means like people go on completely different paths so there's like you know um fashion designers and fine art painters and sculpture artists and like you know all these 
different medias going on in this one that's small space. That's a lot space. in one course, or like a yeah. lot yeah. to like. That's impressive that you've been like. That's all, <laughs> I can't even comprehend. I can't even like. I I'm horrendous at art. Like I'm so bad. I always have been. I have no artistic flair. I think that's like, really that harsh because I saw your watercolors that you did. Oh like, no, but earlier that's a stencil. The... Like that's not like that's not real. That's just me like dabbing it on a page. Like that that isn't real. That's not your anywhere near it's like real. when I, <laughs> when I look at like <laughs> you guys like even at school like art as a subject like the workload is just incomparable to basically any other subject and i just like i have never understood how they could get away but then i guess it obviously mirrors like real like real life working like or studying yeah. art that's obviously mm. what it's actually like but like i remember at school everyone who took art at like higher and advanced higher just lived there like you basically set up like camp in the art department yeah, just never left. higher art definitely felt like it should have been at least two hires yeah mm-hmm. or like worth yeah. it's it's odd to me that like it's not but then i guess they can't say it that they don't know one wants to be like oh this subject is like worth more or better but like credits or something i feel i don't know it just no, but they could have done like we could you could take for that. design or art because it it was kind of there was expressive and design which was both like equal. I feel like they could have done like you can pick one or both. Well, yeah. In advanced higher, you can pick one. Um, yeah. And because like in the last year of high school, there was space to do three advanced tires, and I chose two. I did advanced higher RMPS and advanced higher expressive art one of my art teachers was trying to convince me to do expressive and design at advanced higher so like two separate subjects sad, worth yeah. and i was just like no i can't like i'll just I think break that would destroy <laughs> um, that. it's not like raging that you were doing expressive or did i make that up i feel like she was like no so no I, was she not was it not you i swear i can't remember her being like that um there was I definitely someone who she was like annoyed at for what they picked for advanced she was like i strongly disagree but okay <laughs> not that, well, not that she didn't think like, they were good, not, but I think like, she was just like, but... oh, your design is so good, why are you doing expressive? No, it, it does absolutely baffle me. And you're, like, I'm presuming it was your, like, final project at the end there, the one that you sent us uh, yeah. in blue. That was, f- like, phenomenal. Like, well, I've, I've not seen something like that in a long time. I know. Thanks. Thank you that so much. That blew me away. I was literally in tears. Blew you away? <laughs> Yes. Hey. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. No. this um... from me, but yes. Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, I, I'm quite. Um, I don't know if flattered is the right word because obviously you never want to make anyone cry, but it was yeah. supposed to be quite a hard hitting uh, animation that I made for my final piece, um, and so it was kind of like. I almost, I almost, I need like a really strong emotional reaction from people for this because otherwise it'll kind of have failed, you know, like, yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't I want that. it to just be kind of like dull or like, it, not, it like, not create something I feel like, like with art and like film or poetry, whatever, like if the, you know, the writing or the actual art or whatever it is, is like skillful, like it's done really well, that's like great. But what is always like makes people make people remember it or makes it stand out is like the message it's portraying or like mm-hmm. like when I think of like How you, this is a, feel. a stupid example but like um like when we did like poetry at school like for English or whatever like there's only like a couple that I, we had to study like eight every year there's only like a couple I remember because I remember them being like the hard hitting ones and like it makes you realize mm-hmm. that actually like it really um, um like accompanies 
like the art like it's i don't know yeah. like complements each other and that's like when i watched your animation like the actual animating like i don't know how to put this like the actual animation itself amazing but then the like story you tell it just like it, the whole thing just makes such a like beautiful piece of work and then the song which yeah. you know Declan McKenna great guy it like yeah. it just makes the whole thing just like I don't know come together and it's just like it was extremely moving and I thought it was it's like so cool it's like one of the coolest things I've seen because I've never seen like cell animation before I thought it was so cool yeah, well, yeah. I've I've never done it before, um, and that's not to like be a boast or anything. It's something no, I wanted to do for like so long, but like just to kind of explain to anyone listening, like what I ended up doing was um, making a part cell animation, which is like layers and layers of um, tracing paper drawings. So like you'll do a drawing and then put the next tracing paper layer over it, and like just slightly modify the drawing that mm-hmm. you last did. And then you scan all those in and kind of put it together in a really quick slideshow so it all looks like it's moving. And I did that and a bit of sort of edited live action and yeah. made this video that was my interpretation of In Blue by Declan McKenna, which was a song that I had come across during like the very start of lockdown and it resonated with me a lot and kind of... I I don't know if this is something that's very common because I haven't really talked to people about it much but like Uh for me listening to music always always is like a very visual thing for me like I will kind of create a whole music video in my head just based Uh on my interpretation like do you guys do that I I think it like shows where your like passion and your skill sets because you obviously that came out for you in like a in your art and like you do that whenever I hear a song specifically quite like upbeat ones i always mad imagine it as like the intro montage to like an 80s indie film that i would want to make so like i obviously love making too, film definitely. and stuff and like it's, it's i'm always scenes. like this is like yeah like how it would go and like if they're, they're you know the, your introduction to the main character they're walking down the street and you're like they're you see their feet stepping in time to the beat and like the things mm-hmm. they do and i think you're entirely right like it does have this like completely visual aspect and i think it's so interesting watching like music videos for songs you love and they've created like a concept you'd never thought of but you're like wow that's oh, such yeah, a great definitely. take on the music that like if i was going to do it this is how i'd and it's just like i don't know i just think it's really interesting mm-hmm. well yeah like i said I, i've just always wanted to do it because i listen to a lot of music and so i always wanted to share my interpretation with someone else because it, it's like you say when you watch a music video and you think oh that's not what i thought of at all but like it still yeah. makes sense um so I just wanted to have an experience of doing that myself, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went for it, and I had, like, just under three weeks to make a five-minute film, um, which was really scary, like, because when I finally, like, committed to it, you had to, like, one of the last things you had to do in your development stage was, like, write a proposal and make a prototype. Mm-hmm. And, like, that seals you in, because then yeah. the our tutors that assess it and they bring in an external examiner for like big assessments mm-hmm. um all of them get to see your prototype and your proposal and like hold you to that so oh i was God. like right if i don't get this finished like i that's you know that's already it's not going to be as good as i want and it's going to take down my mark because it didn't meet what i said it would do god so, that's like, so much pressure, it's a lot of pressure. yeah <laughs> like um, having your own internal like goal but then being I don't know, amplified like, held and, like, to it. Yeah, yeah. that's, oh, Jesus. 
but like it really kind of put the fire under me I suppose to get it done and Mm -hmm. it was it was super intense but like I said it's kind of reflecting on school and finding like school work for art so intense Mm -hmm. like advanced hire you had to fill like 15 a1 sheets for your portfolio yeah but like having started the leith course in september and then putting together a physical portfolio like early sort of january february time for interviews for where we wanted to go next i had like 27 a1 sheets of work just from that time yeah it wasn't even like a, a year um, like no, a crazy school year so it's just yeah it's been a massive step up but really really helpful because I know that I enjoy like illustration and animation now and yeah I would never I don't think like I would have pushed myself to make an animation like that if I'd just been like at home over the summer because I would have thought well someone needs to teach me how to do that yeah but the way the course works it just like it fit in that I could do whatever I wanted and it's like okay I've always wanted to do this I may as well like use this mm-hmm. time now so yeah wow that's so amazing I'm like I'm blown away by um like the work you do actually this is a great time yeah. to plug your Instagram because it's a great place to, like you showcase what you're getting up to in your art is it oh thanks I'll, I'll is... mess this up so you go it's called Nathan Adler's Next Case. And it's really funny because I get like DMs from people that don't know me that are like looking at my work and they're like, hi, Nathan. <laughs> like, no, sorry. It's Wrong actually name. just a really obscure um, David Bowie reference. And if you know me at all, that, that makes complete sense because I'm absolutely crazy about David Bowie, but there <laughs> you are. Um, and it's all like underscores between each word yeah. of Nathan Adler's Next Case. So yeah um that that's that and also Check that out and give it a follow because it's uh, the like dan's work is amazing and it's the perfect place to like see that being showcased because you you yeah. post pretty regularly and it's so yeah. cool seeing yeah well they, they've to. kept me so busy that i've always got content and now i'm like <laughs> wow okay i need to keep this going because i want to keep on making work but suddenly i don't have like briefs to do it yeah. for and um if if you go on that you'll find a link to our year's uh, end of year exhibition uh, on the Leith School of Art website or you can just go straight to Leith School of Art website um, and the foundation course exhibition is up there but there's like painting course and uh, contemporary art practice course so there's there's loads of cool stuff to look at um, I'm still trying to get copyright permission for Declan McKenna's song so I'm really hoping that I get to share that at some point but uh, there's like a promo for what I've done without yeah. the music on there so how, yeah, that, how that's are you my plug. About trying to get that uh, like, what do you have to do are you like emailing? yeah I'm, I'm emailing pretty much everyone that I can find to do with his name but I have narrowed it down now to the point where like I actually I got a response i I'm really surprised that I'm getting responses, to be honest, because mm-hmm. um, I even emailed his manager and his manager got back to me and was like, yeah, it's not our decision. It's the record label and the publisher and the record labels like Sony Music. And I was like, Jesus. well, there's no way I'm <laughs> oh, getting a God. response from them. But I made an inquiry and now I'm going through this process of like having to talk to someone at Sony Music and talk to someone at um Cobalt Publishers. Oh my goodness. And like fill I have to like fill out forms and 
sort of um agree on like a fee for like a year long lease of the song and all this stuff and like I can't believe I'm even getting these contacts but it's also like I don't know it's a bit overwhelming because like I'm kind of having to go in between them all the time and like try and get them to communicate yeah. and try and get them to like agree something um and then after all that it still needs to go back to um Declan McKenna's manager um and the whole time I'm just gonna like I just I just want to show my friends <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, know. you know like it'll be yeah. nice to have it online so I'm, I'm just trying to do that because it, it'll be nice exposure to have it as part of the online exhibition but yeah, yeah. I'm not it's making any money like... out of it or anything it's just for that yeah, yeah. well oh, it's worth sure. it's worth sharing with people if you possibly can because it's definitely like you know not just for your benefit benefit <laughs> what is that <laughs> benefit but for other people's like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, is what I'm trying to say. And I feel like other people should have that experience. Yeah, I 100% agree. That was very well put, Lily. I, I, yeah, I Ben a bit. That's very well put. <laughs> no, Thanks, I think that's, that's exactly the right uh, the right point. Like, it, like, you should be super proud of it, but, like, other people should also get to experience. Like, you've made, you have made, like, a five-minute short experience for people. Um, yeah. And, like, other people should get to watch that and go, Oh, damn this is great <laughs> because I, I was just sitting there and I was like whoa I, I don't know what I, I, I guess I didn't know what to expect because I haven't seen like cell animation before but I'd seen like I saw the basically the thumbnail and I was like oh I wonder what and then you had your live action bits and I was like damn this is cool and then you had like integration of both at points and I was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> and I just like yeah. I don't know I'm I'm a great lover of of film and like visual of moving pictures and i just i thought it was very well done dan i was super impressed by it um thanks so yeah. much yeah i was excited to show you both because i know like for lily she likes Declan mckenna and yeah. is like doing music and stuff and then um evie like your background in like film and everything and mm. the films i've seen you make for like the school and stuff and I was like right this this will be interesting to get <laughs> both of your opinions on this now so oh it's amazing yeah. it's absolutely amazing no but Lily what what have you been up to I have honestly not been up to enough recently no um, me too throughout I, I've also been doing some RA things during lockdown entirely mm-hmm. for my own that's fun though that's nice benefit. like getting to just do the things you want to do and like have not a lot of pressure on you for it yeah definitely and I've, I've been trying to sort of give other people like pieces of art to cheer them up which is cringy but like that is no that's so nice that's yeah. like that's, that's really a nice. really lovely thing to do because it fills your time and it all means so much to other people i think it does like my grandma was obviously she hadn't left the house for ages mm-hmm. Um, and she was missing because she does a lot of walking. She also really likes just general outdoors and uh-huh. springtime. So Yuen had dropped off these little things for me that he just found that he didn't want. And they were like mini canvases. So I painted a couple of them for her of like the spring things that I'd seen, like pictures that I'd taken when I was on my daily walk and that. So Oh, that's so nice. And I think it really cheered her up, which is nice. So... That's, that's really thoughtful. It is really thoughtful. Yeah. That's so cute, like little canvases as well. Like that's such yeah. a nice idea. It's really unique. I'm roasting. Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. Um 
<laughs> I know, so unique. No, <laughs> no that is, that's such a lovely idea. I think, like, at the moment especially, like, things like that, they go a long way. They always do, mm. but I think at the moment, like, that'll be so well received. I can just imagine how much that'll mean to the people as well. I hope so. I think, especially grandparents, they always really enjoy, you know, like, sorry, my yeah. chair is so squeaky, by the way, if you can all hear that. Um, <laughs> my grandparents enjoy seeing things that I make, I guess, because they're yeah. grandparents. Like, I made, this was ages ago, so it's not recently at all, but um, I made Easter cards for people, mm-hmm. for, like, my grandparents and stuff, and sent that off to them, which I guess is another example of, like, they th- they enjoyed that. I think they just, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting stuff. But that's kind of it. I've also been doing, like, um, just general paintings of pictures that I take when I'm out, because I love, like, the way things look I'm such a like I get really excited about the sky and um and buildings which is interesting no I 100% get what you mean like see I don't know how to explain it but like see if you're out somewhere and something's just like really picturesque and like I don't I think it's probably inbuilt as humans like when you see something really pretty or like really nice like I just don't know how to react like I basically like just over combust with just like it's like this like sense of like happiness and also just like wow like look at that yeah thing. I'm I, always I just like I don't that. know how to react like if you see a really pretty sunset you just kind of stand there and all like yeah wow. I'm like what do I do I can't savor this moment but you can if you paint it that's that's the uh, the tip <laughs> that's my tip that's a so, great that's tagline. a good tip yeah, yeah. um more so like buildings and stuff just general sites yeah. of edinburgh that i've been enjoying during the walks and the other thing i guess that i tried that was new was Ooh. which is also very cringy um for <laughs> easter i made you in like a like bunny that i like sewed out of fabric and like that's buttons. so impressive how are you able to do that i'm fucking horrendous at stuff like that man it's i was so bad, bad at it but that's like yeah. that's like commitment though because like knitting or sewing something that's like an actual object takes so much longer and like you always start like oh this is so much fun and then after about or I personally after about ten minutes I'm like oh my god please let it end like anytime I have to <laughs> sew in like scout badges which are like the like the size of like a pound coin like onto my uh, shirt or whatever like I'm always set out and I'm like oh I'm really in the mood to do this and then about halfway through like fucking up one badge I'm like I want this to be over as soon as possible. <laughs> Yeah. Like everywhere and they're all the wrong colours and they're like upside down and shit. Like I'm I don't know. I'm just bad at most things. I think. I have no, no I patience. With that, like the way I did it was that I was just sort of like, it's definitely not gonna be it's definitely gonna be very like imperfect. Uh-huh. But it's was... still impressive. Cause I, I'd rather do that than get stressed about it not looking like a yeah. like obviously it wasn't gonna look like a rabbit. It was like a piece of blue fabric. So I was like, right, we'll just make some sort of ugly little like Especially if it's, like, for someone you're close to, you don't mind, like, giving it to them, being like, yeah, okay, maybe it's not, like, you know, something you'd buy from a shop, but you can both appreciate it. That's so much better, though. Yeah. It's, like, like the effort that's gone into it and its own little, like, character from what you've made. Like, that's just so much better, in my opinion. I agree. I think that's a nice... That's such a nice thing. Oh, my God. Chris, Easter seems like so long ago. (laughs) Easter was a long time ago. I genuinely haven't done enough since, like, outside of that, like, just drawing stuff. No, I get you. Painting stuff. I'm like, I've really fallen off the bandwagon with the whole, um, like, podcasts, like, proper skills. It it does frustrate me, but I'm also like, 
on a day-to-day -day basis to commit myself to something I've, I've, I'm finding quite hard. So like this week I decided to do something that it's something that I really want to do and it was just purely entertainment and enjoyable and I still was bad at sticking to it. So basically this week I decided that I just wanted to every day try and watch a film I've been meaning to watch for like a long time. Classic films or whatever. And even when it was that easy, when it was just do what I normally do, but like with a little bit more thought, I could like struggle to stick <laughs> to it. I've watched, I've watched uh, like some stuff and I have got around to some things, but I made a big long list of like films that I really want to see. Like this week, I finally got around to watching Parasite. Fucking phenomenal. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, Dan, I think you'd love it. Like it's so good. Obviously it is, it won how many fucking awards, but like I no, didn't get around to watching it until this week so good it was much more like i think i expected it to not be very watchable i think i was expecting it to be really like i don't know i i went in with the idea that it was like horror based but it's not like at all it is mm. really quite funny like it's quite comedic and it like does give you like chills though you yeah think. yeah <laughs> the, well this is the thing i think i went in because i'd, I'd read like i kind of had a vague ish idea of the plot and i went in with like this idea that it was going to be like I thought it was going to be scary, but it's not scary at all. It's, like, really quite funny. Like, the dialogue is excellent and the plot is excellent. And there's moments of, like, thriller-ish vibes, but it's not scary. And it's actually, like, it was super entertaining to watch, whereas some films, like, the other one on my list was I finally got around to watching A Clockwork Orange, which is a hard oh film to watch. Like, <laughs> you don't think, oh, I need to entertain tonight. What will I stick on? Oh, I'll stick on A Clockwork Orange. But, like, I finally got around to watching it. Um enjoyed it i really want to read the book but you know not something that you're like oh casual entertainment yeah. for a friday night yeah no i i haven't seen it but i know like the gist and it, it's yeah. really heavy yeah um but i i just find that quite funny that you said that because i'm i'm drinking clockwork tangerine uh, tangerine i'm desperate to try not, that, not that I think i'm sponsored one in the, the, the fridge no yeah like it was obviously really good and it's like a classic film definitely worth watching um, but I've always I really want to read the book as well. I kind of wish I'd read the book before I watched the film. I try to do that usually, but it's like not as high up on my list of books to read. And I was like really want to see the film, so I was like nah. Um, it's one of my dad's favorite books, and he was saying it's like it's really quite hard to read because. Were you guys both in my Nat Five English class, or were you not? I think I was. We if studied it was Mr. Um, Davey. Yeah, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, like how it's kind of hard to read in the sense that the narrator is really fucking annoying and like has really yeah. annoying like <laughs> idiosyncrasies to the way that they speak and like that is that's like the clockwork uh, orange guy um like you read it and you're just like oh my god shut up and get on with it because like the mannerisms of the character and everything yeah and it's yeah. yeah and it's like he was like it's a really good book and it's worth reading but you do it is kind of like that holding caulfield you remember like the way he like speaks and explains things um yeah but like yeah i finally got around to watching that i'm happy i did probably won't watch it again for a while it's not like high up on my list i also watched i don't know if you guys have seen this 500 days of summer have you I seen have that, that. Seen i was it. like obsessed with that when i thought i it's... was like an indie 14 year old yeah like it, it, when i read the like um synopsis on google or wikipedia whatever it is it is classed as like an indie comedy romance and i was like what's yeah. indie about this film is that they're like he's listening to the smiths like the most famous song by the smiths yeah and she's like oh my god is that the smiths i love the smiths and then they're both like oh, 
Like, yeah, so it's like oh my God, 40 million I've other people. I've never met anyone else who likes the Smiths. <laughs> but not even, it's not even like an obscure song. It's like, I can't remember. It's like Isn't Charming Man or like something. That, that never goes out. Yeah, like, it, it's, and I was like, okay, like, obviously, great taste, you know, superb. I'm not going to bash that. It's just the fact that, like, that's what made them different. I was like, that's yeah, just funny. The, the it's fact like, that the movie revolves around that yeah. specific song. And, like, that, like I love knows. the film. I've not read the book, but I love the f- film Perks of Being a Wallflower, but it actually destroys me, the scene. It's the same um, thing. Yeah, they're, like, going through the tunnel, and it's... Oh, um, Heroes. Heroes, <laughs> and they're like, what is like the anthem indie. of the song? Yeah, they're like, they're but, like these indie different teenagers, and they're like, oh my god, what is the song? It makes me feel so amazing, and it's like, it is. <laughs> how should, how could these indie kids not know Heroes, Heroes by David Bowie? I don't, I don't know, like, I don't think that film is set back in like the no, mid seventies like, or anything. It's like because 90s, like if it was it? when it came out, that would be more understandable. But like, yeah. You know, I don't know about the other film either, but if if they're like living in any sort of post music era time to that mm. song being like immediately released, then like everyone knows it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I swear for so the half funny. movie, he's like searching for the song. He's like, I, I just need to find that song. I can't find it. I'm like, <laughs> have you never like put on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was a bit like that, but I fucking, I fucking loved 500 Days of Summer. Um, yeah, I, I, I love um what's his face Gordon Levitt singing my Bob, Robin whatever is whatever the actor's called I I really like yeah. I, I like young him I think he's really good and um Zoe, what's her face Dish is that her yeah because I don't I swear I never thought it was her and I just thought there was like three or four women who looked exactly like her I think one of them are. being her, <laughs> one of them being like Katy Perry from the two thousands. <laughs> So I remember watching it and being like, "That's not New Girl, but like it is." Yeah, maybe it no, is. No, but I, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that one, and it was like I was wasn't in the mood to watch something hard hitting. I wanted something light, and I actually found myself laughing at it like out loud quite a bit. And it's, I think it's one of yeah. these films. It gave me like when Harry met Sally vibes, but like it's slightly more modern. True. And I, I fucking love when Harry met Sally. It's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so really enjoyed that. There were the only like three films I actually uh, and Moana, but. I'm not sure if that counts, but I have been meaning to watch that film for a long time, so I finally got around to watching Disney's Moana. I haven't seen day. any of these films, so maybe I need to have a week of doing yeah. exactly what you've just done. I actually done. really <laughs> recommend it, because you get on a roll, and, like, I mean, there's always going to be films that I want to see. And this is what I did last summer, actually, because I intended at uni to study film um, as my spare modules, but then I got to uni, it was completely... It wasn't possible, because film is the only class that is at the exact same time as computing. And has compulsory lectures, uh. so I was really upset. I can do that, but I, in anticipation for going to try and study that, I last um, summer set aside like I was like working a lot. But when I wasn't at work, I would try and watch like one or two, like classics or like cult classic films a day. So I was just like, there's so many films because obviously you can't watch them all. That you, someone's always like, oh, why haven't you seen Fight Club? And I'm like, I don't know. I just haven't seen Fight Club, okay? And then I would finally watch Fight Club, and I was like, this is great. Everything I'd hoped to be brilliant moved on. And yeah. I was like, I want to reenact that, and I haven't got around to it. So I was like, I need to just like set aside the time. And when you do set aside the time, you really enjoy it because you're like, I don't know, you feel better after when I actually finally fucking watched Fight Club. Afterwards, I was like, great, now I can stop like pretending that I've seen it, or like whenever people talk about it, just sit there. I can be like, yes, I can finally join in and be like, I have seen Fight Club. I know what you're yeah. talking about. 
I definitely need to do that. I've got a list in my notes of yeah. movies I want to see, so I should definitely... I'll add some of those to it, and I will... I have a if anyone ever wants anyone anywhere I mean obviously there's still a lot of films I need to see or watch but I have a big fat list of films that I made that's got like I don't know 150 films on it or whatever of just films that I really like or like I think are really nice some of them are good some of them are you know kind of shitty romance or like shitty not that interesting but I just really like so if anyone anywhere needs film suggestions or like I don't know something do share actually I will yeah, Talk I definitely need that because I'm I'm one of those people that like rewatches films oh, that same. I love that maybe aren't even that good, but just rewatches them over and over because I won't make time for it. And then when I do, I just want to watch something that's like well, comforting. No, this is the you thing. know, yeah, this is exactly the, the like the the where I was at is like when I watch a film and there's nothing wrong with that. Like wanting to there's films you love. The films that I love, I've seen so many times, and I will continue to watch probably till the end of time. Um, and that's what you want and like that's what entertains you and this is the other thing that really bugs me and like I'm kind of glad I didn't do film because of this is there's some people who are you know like have seen a lot of films or you know really love film forget I think that not every film has to be like an Oscar winner or has to be uh, an award winner you can have like kind of like not even shitty films but films that are just made to entertain and I think that's okay like you can you can enjoy like you know, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging was never made to uh, win Oscars and Academy Awards, but that shit's fucking entertaining, you know? Like, yeah. I watched that, and I don't know, like, I can't think of, like, other, like, Step Brothers, like, hilarious film, and actually that is a really good film. But, like, there's films that are just, like, they're kind of bad, but, like, they're fun to watch, and that's okay. You don't have to, like, I don't know. I think it's okay to, like, you know, quote, quote, bad films. And I think yeah, as definitely. well, when you, like, want to entertain yourself, you're never like, oh, I'm going to stick on a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> You're like, I want to watch, um, I don't know, fuck, what film have I seen a hundred times? I don't know. You're like, I'm going to stick that on again for the tenth time this week because I know I'll enjoy it and it'll make me happy. Yeah. And that's okay. Dan, I think especially if time. you're like in a sort of in a headspace of like not feeling great or being exactly, stressed yeah, about yeah. anything. Like the last thing you want to do when you're stressed about something is watch like an intense movie. Just yeah, a hundred percent. High School Musical or something. Yeah, you want to watch something like, that you'll know will, like, fit with how you're feeling, or like you know how it goes. There's films like, um, what's it, Fifty Fifty? I've seen that film so many times, and every time I'm like feeling down, I that always seems to be the one I gravitate towards, and it's I always know I'm gonna cry at it, but that's what I want. Like sometimes you want to cry at a film. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm but gonna you want put to on Marley and me. Come. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just want to cry. I'm going to put on Marley and me and just, like, let it happen. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, so I did that. I've also started watching Breaking Bad. I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks because like, not, that's another one I've never watched. Um, I'm only, like, a couple of seasons in, but really enjoying that. But that's also, like, it's entertaining, but it's not, like, easy TV. I feel like I've always got to have, like, a shitty, like, sitcom on the go as well because sometimes yeah. you've only got 20 minutes, like, to eat your breakfast and you're like, I just want to stick on something else. So I'm also watching mm. Community at the moment, which is really quite funny and I'm really enjoying. But yes, that. And then today, bad me. I was like, oh, great. I've got one more day. I can like watch a really good film. I was planning to watch Taxi Driver, which is like a really famous film from the 1970s. And instead I watched the whole of Netflix's new uh, series, uh, Say I Do. I don't know if you've heard it. It's like, oh, yeah, I've seen I it. haven't. No. It's like Queer Eye meets Say Yes to the Dress. And it's, 
groundbreaking it's so good i've enjoyed it thoroughly <laughs> it's very moving and it's very sweet and yeah i've basically have you watched, watched the whole the new series season today. Of, have you watched the new season of queer eye yes of course the day yes. it came out <laughs> <laughs> so good so i fuck oh man i fucking love that show so good i i love the the sort of cut scenes where they're all dancing about are getting like better and better yeah and they're becoming more like, like the themed. heroes in them yeah. too <laughs> so yeah. good no it's, it's oh, such a I'm I'm not very good at watching like series or films or anything to be honest. I'm I really uh-huh. struggle at making time for it, but I've definitely made time for Queer Eye and yes. um just started rewatching Pose. Um I've not just seen because that I one. love it so much. Pose. Yeah. Oh, I would highly recommend it. It's so good on Netflix. Um okay. I don't know, I think both seasons are on netflix now but if not then you'll get it on like bbc iplayer um it rings a bell what yeah where, i definitely need to watch the this? second season of that because oh maybe i've seen the trailer for this you probably have it was a, it was a couple of years ago but the trailer is quite misleading because i remember watching it when it first came out and it was it wasn't what i thought it was going to be like based on the trailer yeah. so i kind of gave uh-huh. up on it even though it's literally so good and then i watched it like in january or something the first the, series and I was like oh my mm. god I missed out the trailer oh, kind of reminded me of like I thought it was going to be sort of like a RuPaul sort of thing yeah, yeah. but it's okay. it's really not like that at all um and like no shade to that but <laughs> it's it's like definitely its own thing and um the plot is so good and it's it's kind of I would say is it's quite educational and also mm-hmm. very like emotive like it makes you empathize with the characters a lot and I think that's yeah. really important because um a lot of them are from sort of LGBT yeah. and uh black and Latino uh, minorities um and so mm-hmm. you I think right now when there's a lot of like really hard-hitting information and education happening online which is really important and needs to be happening and like i think i've seen a lot of people giving good time to it which is brilliant but i would say watching that series is almost like a sort of gentler way to still educate yourself in downtime too because it's important that you're not burning out but like, yeah, 100%. you can watch that and still get an idea of people's experiences and people's lived realities and really feel for them. Yeah. Um, because they've definitely done their research and it's all like, for me, it's been really refreshing, like seeing authentic casting of LGBT yeah. people. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, That's definitely a, a good, a good yeah. thing about it. So yeah, I'd highly recommend. It's also it's Ryan p- Murphy, so that's a good sign. Evie. Ooh, yes. To piggyback off that, actually, um, the Netflix show Dear White People, I'd been meaning to watch that for, like, I mean, how many, I think they're called volumes rather than seasons, but, like, there's, like, three or four out now, and I have been meaning to watch it since I first saw the trailer, like, a year or two ago, um, yeah. and I finally got around to watching it recently. I've actually, I've not got back to it in a while, um, but that is, like, a perfect example of, like, like gentle education, or, like, if you're wanting to you know i don't know watch something it's like it's really entertaining and it's really enjoyable show to watch but it has really strong messages and they're handled like really well and like Mm -hmm. there's a perfect balance of comedy and also just like 
and the, real issues. Yeah, they're not like mm-hmm. I don't know what's the word is, but the, like the the issues aren't like made less of because they want the show to be funny or like have funny narratives. Like the issues are still really important and prominent, and they're never downplayed. But they still manage like it's so well balanced. This like I don't know, yeah, mm-hmm. like in, enjoyable show, even though it's about like quite hard hitting things. And I especially I think when you're at like our age, like if you're at school or uni or college or I don't know, something where you've got a lot of young people around you. I think it's like really enjoyable to watch from that perspective because it's like super relatable whether or not you're American because it is quite like an American college sort of vibe, but it's it's super good and I'd recommend it. I know a lot of people have probably seen it Mm -hmm. because it is like a few years old now, but I finally got around to it because I was like, this is, you know, I, I keep putting as I do with all TV shows and things. Like I've still not watched Killing Eve, even though I know I'll fucking love it. Oh my God, same. Um, but just like when I think when someone tells you to watch something you're always a bit like yeah but now like I don't know you've put me off watching it for a bit I don't know what it is but like I think mm, I know or like mean. when it, when people are raving about something I sometimes feel like it's easier to not be part of it and like yeah I was I kind of like that with normal people for a while and then I finally watched normal people oh, and it was mind-blowing that um, was intense very intense I don't think I've fully recovered but I think Killing Eve is a bit like that and I was a bit like that with like Dear white people, I remember seeing loads of stuff on Twitter and being like, oh, I really want to watch it, but for some reason, whenever, maybe I'm just like trying to be too indie in my own mm-hmm. heart, I don't know. But like, whenever I, anyone's doing anything, like, or a lot of people are doing it, I think I'm put off. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I need to watch that. And also a documentary called 13th that I've been recommended, which I haven't it's watched. Yeah, someone but um, I suppose a sort of like slight backtrack on what I was saying before, like, about Pose, like, I say gentler, but it has like made me cry on multiple yeah. occasions. Like it is still, it is still hard hitting in its yeah. own way. I guess I just mean like, you know, you can kind of, you yeah. can watch it and take it in. I know um, exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like you're not sitting down yeah. to watch a news broadcast or like a documentary. Like, you're watching mm-hmm. something that has also got like a really entertaining aspect to it in that sense or like it's yeah. lighter yeah. entertainment but it's still carrying those important messages and mm-hmm. it's a good way to ed- like, like educate yourself yeah and obviously no one should be avoiding like the hard-hitting material and news and real things that are out there yeah um and that that's not what i was trying to say but i i guess like there needs to be a mix because otherwise mm-hmm. it like you you will start avoiding the hard-hitting stuff yeah um yeah definitely. so yeah I think Dear White People's really like that in that way as well, in the same way poses. It's like they're quite similar actually in, in that sense, in the sense mm-hmm. of like the balance between entertainment and like, I guess, difficult topics. Yeah. No, 100%. Which is always I, I good. Recommend. I need to, I'll need to get on to pose then. It does ring a bell. I just looked up there and I think I recognise the like poster, or, like the cover art. So I've maybe seen mm-hmm. it about, so I'll need to definitely watch that. After tonight, when I have finished all of Say I Do, because I have watched that all in a day. Wow. <laughs> also recommend, if you want something light and like also a little bit tear-jerking to watch, it's very good, very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining me, thank guys. You. Yeah, thanks for having us. I've, I've been listening to all of the podcasts so far. I know, so you too really are like, I'm it. a big fan. <laughs> I like that. Big like, fan. Ma- it does actually like make my day because I know you two and like there's a few other people, like genuinely do listen to it all or like I'll still get a message or like if I bring it up like I know you guys have w- listened and there's some people who I've yeah. obviously not seen since uni like I still get a text from them every time being like oh I really enjoyed this bit of this episode or blah 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 and it does like even if there's only 
a few people listening to each episode. It does make me feel better that like people I've not seen in a while, like there's a, a weird sort of there's still a connection there, even if it is kind of not real, but it's yeah, nice. Definitely. Like I think it makes no, me I, happy. I would say it is very real because like. To be honest, before lockdown, I didn't really listen to podcasts at all, but they've yeah. become really handy for me, like, mm-hmm. often just, like, being in the house on my own to have, like, that voice, and especially with the podcast you're doing, like, hearing uh-huh. friends' voices, yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. like, such a nice, chill conversation, but so, uh-huh. like, really interesting stuff that you're talking about, and it, it's just been, like, a perfect balance to kind of help through this time, so thank you for all the oh effort you've been putting thank into you it. Thank you very much. No, I, that, know, I agree. That, I listen nice. to a lot of podcasts, but I think having the like familiar voice is really something different. Uh-huh. Like it's it's nice, it's comforting, especially when we weren't seeing anyone for such a long time. Yeah, like at that like the height of lockdown when you we literally weren't yeah. meeting people, especially since everyone had been away like at uni or whatever and like I'd come home there's people that I hadn't seen in literally ages, like some people since I hadn't left school or like Christmas because I'd missed them or whatever. Um and it is nice, like, for me, I'm, I think I'm really bad at arranging things and, like, arranging to meet people and see people. But, like, when I do these calls or, like, when I do the podcast, I really enjoy them and it's really good for me. And it forces me to be social because I'm one of these people that I could easily just have gone this whole time not seeing anyone or speaking to anyone. Well, I'm, I'm the same, yeah. <laughs> I would hate, I would, like, it would grind on me and it would, like be bad for me but I wouldn't do anything to try and fix it like I'm not one of these people who's like actively looking for social interactions but like this has been really good for like forcing me to make myself social and like I do really enjoy it and I feel so good for it every week and I'm always like oh I've got the podcast again this week and then actually I'd sit down and I do it and like I love it I really do and I edit it and mm-hmm. I love it and I listen to it and I'm like this is great and then the next week I'm like oh I've got another podcast but actually like I do really enjoy it and I just like I need to like give myself a wee like slap on the wrist like I need to like remind myself that I actually do enjoy socializing like I am a social person stop like putting it off and like I don't know being bad at it (laughs) so I think the podcast is like that perfect balance of like catching up but also kind of like you know forcing myself to chat I'm I'm really glad it's been a positive thing for you in that way and I, I can only say that like that healthy aspect of it has been widespread at least in me and I think Lily's like view of like having that to uh-huh. kind of get a sort of I don't know a, a social mm-hmm. feeling from it has been really good so yeah, yeah. Oh, man. that means a lot thank you so much guys you can come back <laughs> <laughs> wow no this is this has been really great um for everyone listening that's a wee reminder go and follow uh Dan's art insta uh Nathan Adler's next case follow lily as well uh, we'll post some things on the the podcast at coping with covid podcast on instagram you guys can send me some send me some little pictures and things and i can post that and you all need to go look at them see what we've been talking about i mean i don't know what i'll do maybe i'll try and reenact some classic posters of films maybe i should do that, that. would be amazing yeah, like, <laughs> do, like, <laughs> do what you did at halloween when you were the, the girl from oh um, yeah Pop we were Fiction. the yeah i was that's a very good point, actually. I should whip out those photos. I was yeah. Mia from Pulp Fiction in 2018, and then me and Jodie were the twins from The Shining in 2019. Yeah. And then I can I can maybe, I can reenact, I don't know. I'll make some sort of shitty meme poster, <laughs> and I'll, I'll chuck them on the Insta. But yeah, go follow that. Um, subscribe and follow whatever platform you're listening to so you know when there's a new episode out. Leave a rating and a review on the podcast app. That means so much. Um, but 
all of those things aside, thank you so much for joining me, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks thank for having you. us. <laughs> yeah, nice to chat. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.